We could just lie and say we didn't take a break. <laughs> yeah. Talking Everybody's about just gonna... gaslight people. <laughs> we weren't gone for th- three weeks. We were not gone for three this weeks. Exactly a week after the first episode. Exactly a week. Everybody listening in the very future where we have a bunch of other episodes out. This is not three weeks after. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 24 Frames podcast, the Owl House edition. We are your hosts, Paris. And Dave. After our first episode, we took a three-week break, but now we're back. We're back, and we're gonna dive right into the second episode, which is called Witches Before Wizards. If you have not watched the episode yet, we recommend you do, and come back once you're done. This is your warning now. Spoilers ahead. Alright, let's give everyone a quick description of the episode. It says, when an ancient wizard gives Luce a map for a mystical quest, she wonders if she is actually a chosen one. Da da dun And now, we can move on to some fun facts, which Day has, um, you know, presented, because it's your turn to read. Yippee! Luce unknowingly describes Amity when she says, or should I... Be like a bad girl chosen one with black nail polish and a mysteriously withdrawn attitude. Uh, that's really a fun fact listed on the thing. Yeah, man. I mean, that's... I thought I felt like that was a fun fact because we hadn't met Amity at this point. So, like, you I know, wonder she... if that was intentional or if that's just a thing that the fandom thinks. I think you know? it wasn't. It had to be intentional. I mean, like, that's the the next episode is literally when we meet Amity for the first time. Oh, is feel- it really? That's that's when she's introduced the third episode. Yeah, that's when we meet um the the, the entire Hexide gang, Willow, Gus, and Amity. Oh, yeah. For those of you who haven't like seen the show before and are like following along, um, Amity is just like a- another like supporting character that comes out later in the show. Well, the next yeah. episode you said right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah, they show up. They show up in the intro, um, and the first time we like ever oh, see them yeah. was actually in the end credits for the first episode when they like first showed the credits. Um, that's when we mm-hmm. first see those three, but they don't officially get introduced until episode three. Crazy. But I thought that was a fun fact. I felt like I I felt like it was intentional. I felt like it was just too it fit Amity too well to be yeah not on purpose. Um. Oh yeah, so there's codes like throughout the episodes and um later on Luce is walking with her like little quest gang and a second code was revealed on a cracked wa- rock. Uh the code translates to witches. Do I remember what the word was before? No. No. <laughs> but it Oh, the first one was two. In the first two episode, witches. the code was two. Yeah. So now we have two witches as the sentence. Oh my god, okay. This is my favorite one. So, <laughs> this isn't exactly a fun fact, but it is. So, Lu- um, I'm probably butchering this, but when, like, Ida's waking up in the morning and she comes out with a mug that says 30 and flirty, um, which one just implies that Ida's in her 30s uh, or somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. But it also leads us in to a very, 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 very popular fan theory <laughs> that Ida dated Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls. 
crowd it's cheering plausible. effects I right now. It. Yeah, loud there's... cheering effects. <laughs> I I specifically imagine the iCarly remote, and when they tap it, and the crowd, you know, they click yeah. it, and the crowd like cheers. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. This is like my favorite theory ever. It is so fun. Like so many times, people always try and link like the same company shows together and it's always like yeah, yeah like these don't really fit together but this one was intentional so um but this is i'm not even talking about fun facts anymore this is just about the theory i'm sorry um <laughs> but so i know like one of the first instances of a gravity falls and the owl house like crossover situation was um there's there is a gravity falls comic book I think it's called like like Lost Legends or something like that. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, and so in one of like the little like the stories in that comic, um, Dipper and Pacifica go to a place called the Night Market, and in that Night Market, you can see in the background there there is um, Ida's wanted poster back there. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I actually have the book, so it was really fun to see. Uh, how do what what? I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember. Okay, there's some book somewhere or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Ida ta- in the show talks about having like a million boyfriends or like have, having dated a lot of guys. So the mm-hmm. specific like theory is that Ida was married to Grunkle Stan for one day. Um, and then she stole his car and got chased by the police. So I think in the show, Damn. he mentions his ex-wife who's, whose name was Marilyn. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and so he says, like, she had a gold tooth or something like that, which is what Ida has. Um, and then he he also, I don't know if he's, I don't think he says it in the show, I think he says it in whatever book he was talking in, uh, mm-hmm. but he says that she was wearing a 30 and flirty shirt. So that's, and then there is concept art, which we can't even show it because it's a podcast, but there's a concept art of Ida wearing a shirt that says 30 and flirty. Um, lots of fun. There's a lot more specifics to the theory, and I could have explained it a lot better, but... I mean, in the first episode, when she's, like, at her, like, um, little stand of selling stuff, uh, there's a, like, Dipper's hat is there, and yeah, that's like, Mm -hmm. that's like just an Easter egg to, like, Gravity Falls, but for the theory's sake, like, that could be, like, she's been to the Mystery Shack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. So, yeah. I know people Is that are all your like, fun facts? Yes, that was everything. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I, I think a lot of people just wanted a Gravity Falls and Owl House, like, real crossover, like, in the show. But that then, would be so dope. <laughs> it would, but I think then they revealed that Luce, like, lives in Connecticut. So people are like, oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's super plausible. Not like Grunkle Stan. Well, not not um future editor Paris here. Hi. I'm about to get into like some super end of show Gravity Falls spoilers. So if you've never seen it and want to, skip ahead to eleven minutes and nineteen seconds. It's plausible because um like because of the portal. Like maybe not st- Maybe not Stanley, but, like, Stanford totally could have visited the Boiling Isles, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, 
there's something about that. <gasps> it's something. Oh my god, I can't remember where like, it is. But there was a a page in in one of the journals. I don't think it was the third one, but I think it was either like the first or second one. It's I I I'm gonna find it like after we get off of this, so I can show uh, you it specifically. But I remember seeing it. Because it was at, like a moment where they showed, um, you know, the first two journals, which we never got like actual copies of. But one of the pages in there was titled "The Boiling Isles," which confirms that. No way! I have you're to find lying. it. Wait, well, I need to make sure I'm not lying. But I swear I saw it. No, you're oh, lying. God. You're lying. No, look this up right now. I'm looking it up right now. Oh my god! No, because that, like, like that's cool. But like, I found it. If if it's a thing, like, that's how long the Owl House has been in the making. Mm-hmm. I found it. Okay, I think this was also in the Lost Legends um, comic. I think I actually ended up, I think, wait, is this? Is this? Is this Lost Legends? I believe this is Lost Legends. Okay, if it's Lost Legends, that makes a little more sense. Cause like yeah, yeah no, it wasn't show, in the show. Yeah, I that I would be crazy. It been, but that no. would be crazy. Did Alex Hirsch and Danitors even know each other? I mean, well, yeah, I I, I would assume so. Cause yeah, it's in Lost Legends. Hold on, I'm gonna send it to you now. Um, That's crazy. I think da- I think she was working on the show for a while. I mean, so they that, also so like that... dated. So so connect so canonically. He's been to the boiling aisle. Yes, and I'm sending you the picture of it right now. It's very cut off, but it, like it clearly says boiling aisles. You can't read what mm. it says, but he has a diet. He has a journal entry about it. Oh, dude! Right? Oh my god! I knew there was something else. That's wow! That's so cool. You know, Dave Falls is such a good show. Yeah, it's just something with like I think specifically like Gravity Falls just opened up the entire potential for like all of these shows to be associated with each other in some way or the other oh because yeah because of all like the universes and uh-huh. traveling and stuff like that, that they, they pulled just made it possible for every other show you know what i mean yeah like the stuff with rick and morty too Mm-hmm. there was like there was like a i don't remember i think it was like um it was like a like a skit or something like that that they posted on YouTube of like Rick with Stanford like eating at like a restaurant. Yeah, at, from a different universe. I remember. I remember. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> and there's so many Rick and Morty stuff. Mm-hmm. Or there's so many Gravity Falls Easter eggs in Rick and Morty. It's crazy. The Disney television universe. Rick and Morty isn't even Disney. That's the crazier part. Dude, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the crazier part. (laughs) Anyways, we are straying so far away. So let's get back to it, even though I could talk about Gravity Falls forever. Okay. So that was all the fun facts. Um, And now we can get into the episode. So let's start from the beginning. Um, it starts, it starts off with, like, it it basically, like, gives you a recap of the first episode. Um, like, Luce is, like, dreaming of everything that happened. Um, and then she wakes up and she realizes that, like, all of it actually happened and it wasn't a dream. I like that she's happy it wasn't, like, it wasn't a dream. 
Like she looks she looks super stressed in the dream. Like yeah. <laughs> the entire time. But then she wakes up and she's like, Yay, it wasn't a dream. Like <laughs> your your dream face told me otherwise, you know? Yeah. I think at that moment I I noticed that she had a like the Good Witch Azura poster on her wall and I was like, Where did that come from? She has the book, yeah. Uh but I was just curious as to where that thing... Yeah, where she got it from. Yeah. I mean, um, she could have, she could have, like, gone through the portal and got some stuff. Or, like, I don't know, maybe Ida had it already. Yeah, I mean, that was my guess. Ida was a thief. Is a thief, man. Like, she. Ida, Ida is a thief. (laughs) It's a thief. She's got everything. Straight up thieving. Straight up thieving. Anyways, so that happens. She, like, wakes up and says, like, hi to the fantasy world. The terrifying fantasy world. The terrifying fantasy world. I thought that was, I thought that part was so funny. Like, the blob that says hi back to her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, yeah, I laughed way too hard at that. And the same thing with uh, her slapping booty. As he wakes, as, like, (laughs) she goes, she, she was, like, in the bathroom or something, right? Yeah. She's like, good morning. It's like, I just want to say good morning, God. <laughs> I love that scene. Also, how the door was like, ladies. I know. Like, I wrote that too. <laughs> I wrote that too. Ladies and king. And king. It's my favorite thing ever. I love that it's an actual bathroom sign. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> oh, God. I never wow. noticed how many, like, human things Ida's collected and like turned into like decorations for her house. Mm. There's so many things in the background that like you just you don't notice. Yeah, I really, I really, I paid attention. Anyways, so she wakes up or whatever. She's getting ready for like her um witch apprenticeship training, and she goes into a supply closet or, or it's it's just a closet, but like it's got like mops and brooms and stuff like that but to loose it looks like um like like a witch closet like witchy stuff mm-hmm. she puts on like a witch hat and stuff like that um Ida wakes up and like loose is ready or whatever and she just goes wait who are you again <laughs> and then it cuts to the intro originally when i watched that i thought it was about to be like this huge problem that ida like genuinely like didn't remember loose and like didn't know why she was in her house but like it just cuts like after the intro it just cuts back to them like having a morning like a regular morning you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it makes you think like something is about to go down and it's like the episode just started but then the intro ends and like they're just back to normal (laughs) my i love that ida's like like she wears like bunny slippers and yeah all that i don't know she's like she's like the witch so it's like you expect her to be all scary and stuff but then she's mm-hmm. like wearing bunny slippers and holding she her 30 and flirty she do <laughs> got spiders and she do be ripping off her arms at some yeah. points and her head and her head and her head <laughs> She's a little kooky for that one. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so after the intro, what does she do? 
Oh yeah, they're oh. having a normal morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, Do you seriously um. not remember me? <laughs> oh yeah, and then he is like, she's like, oh don't don't talk to me. I haven't even had my apple blood yet. And Luce is like apple juice, and he just like no. This is the first. I think this is the first episode they ever mentioned the apple blood stuff with the show, and uh-huh. that's like my favorite. That's like one of my favorite. It's not like it's not even a joke. It's just. I guess it's a joke. I don't know. It's just like one of my favorite running things yeah. that they have going. Because Apple no, Blood. What? It is It is a joke, but like it's also like just like, I don't know. It's, it's just part of them. concept. It is, yeah. It's also... It's just, it's just world building. Yeah. It's just... I remember people were like confused at one point because I think in the next episode actually... Maybe I should just... I'm going to forget this if I try and save it for the next episode. Because, like, <laughs> Eat is drinking apple blood in this episode. Um, but throughout the show, like, she's consistently drinking apple blood or they mention her drinking it. And when they, like, imply it with her... I know, like, one episode they say she drank so much apple blood and they had to get her off the roof. Um, mm-hmm. So clearly, like, for Ida, the apple blood is kind of like a... It's, it's like alcohol. Alcohol, her. yeah. But then at the school, Gus and like the kids are drinking boxes of apple blood. So oh people God. were like, are, "So yeah, people were like, are they are they letting these kids drink an alcoholic drink?" But I believe one of the crew members, it might have been Dana, just said like, "There's two versions of apple blood: one that's like uh. apple juice, and then one that's like an alcohol type thing." But it was funny uh. at the time for like everybody to be like, "Are they really letting these children drink like?" Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Get drunk in the middle of lunch. That's so funny. It's kind of like um like champagne and like sparkling cider. Yes. I wonder if it is supposed to be like like I wonder if it actually does taste like apple juice or if they like like it tastes different for them like they make something different right i mean i don't you know what's too is that i don't know if loose actually drinks it or not i don't know if she's like ever drunk it before so i'm like now we gotta watch out for that you see because yeah like if, if loose drank it then i'd be like okay i'm gonna guess that this tastes like similar apple to apple juice but if she doesn't then i think that's something exactly or we need a reaction of her drinking it and saying it doesn't taste like apple juice yeah. That's what I need from her. Anyways. Luce is ready for apprenticeship training and looks like a witch. And then it turns out the witch hat she's uh, wearing is like a really, really dirty traffic cone. What I want to know is, why does Ida have so many traffic cones? <laughs> and why are they all... Yeah, you see, she she's she's like a bit of a hoarder, to be honest. She she's is! Just like... She really is! <laughs> and she ha- she didn't just have one traffic cone, she had multiple. She had there multiple in stack in, in the closet! Yeah, like, why do you have these? Why are they so dirty? And yeah! Wh- and why, <laughs> why do you have so many? Like, what also, is she gonna like, do with them? If... Assuming she got them from our world, why isn't she just selling them? Like, are they not sellable? Is that what it is? Or if they're from the Boiling Isles, why does she keep collecting them? (laughs) I would imagine they're from our world, but at the same time, I don't know. I 
just I just want to know why she has so many traffic cones and she doesn't do anything with them because they're dirty. Like they're collecting <laughs> dust. <laughs> like, <laughs> they literally just sit there in that closet. My God, I just <laughs> noticed it looks like King is in a little high chair on this Aww. frame that I'm looking at right now. That's so cute. Okay, so I don't I don't remember what happens. They oh 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 right. Ida tells her to like go like uh sell some stuff for her right. Sell the potions mm-hmm. to like the her like usual customers. Yes. And then she makes King go with her. Yes. What's As so they're leaving crazy? the house. Wait. What? Wait. No, what were you going to say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As they're leaving the house, Ida is like giving her advice and she says, she says two different things, but the one that stuck with me was never trust a man in sandals. That one really, so true, Ida. So, so true. true, Ida. So Especially true. in Florida. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the second one? She said, like, always measure once, cut twice. No idea what the hell that means. <laughs> always measure once, cut twice. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Always measure once. No, always measure twice, cut once. Okay, either I said it wrong or she said it wrong, and that's why it's funny. Okay. Oh, yeah, she sent her on that thing because she wanted a magic staff. So she calls for Albert again, but she still doesn't call him Albert. She, uh, she, he, she says, "Magic staff, come here, come to me," and then it oh. comes, and then she—that's the first time she actually says Albert's name. Like afterwards, she's really? talking about Albert. He's like, Owl, She says Albert drags over from. She sells the stuff that our Albert drags over from your side of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just remember it was like making my skin itch in the first episode that she wasn't saying his name. Because yeah. like later on in the show, that's all they call him. You know, it's Owlbert. He's a cute little owl, but. Crazy. I guess because like at this time, like he wasn't really a character. But later on, like he's like basically a character. You know? Mm. I don't know. Maybe they didn't, like, have, like, I don't know. I guess they just didn't have, like, an actual, like, thing established with him yet. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, literally a second later they say it, so. Oh, well, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. They say his name, it's, it's not a big deal. That's <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, when, after she says, like, Albert's name, she shows, she, that's a, um, what is it called? Uh, He-Man reference. The little sword that Luce carries around. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Know I love how it's like, it like says the thing and then it's like from like si- ages <laughs> six to eight or something like that. Yeah. Because toys just say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just noticed because um, in the last episode I was talking about how like how the monsters are really cool. For the show, yeah. like, like they made, they did a good job at like making the monsters gross and stuff, but um, they also did a good job of making like the buildings look cool. Cause I'm paused on like a screen of like, on like on like a, like a shot of Bonesboro, uh-huh. and there's a ha- there is like, an, a like, 
gross looking arm sticking out of the, the ground and it, it has a house pinched in its fingers and then it has multiple houses circle, circled around its wrist. And wow. like that is so cool, isn't it? That is you described that so... beautifully. Did I? <laughs> Goodness, yeah. thank you. I'll take a picture of it so you can see what I'm talking about. That's crazy though. But it looks really cool. I never noticed that. I never really took in like the architecture of the place Mm -hmm. but it's really cool yeah it's crazy to think that like all of these towns and stuff are like built on like dead bodies yeah you know yeah like it's kind of (laughs) crazy that house has eyes and teeth yeah it does, That's dude. There's like other things around too that have like things like that. It's really weird, but it's cool, you know? Yeah. Wow, the architecture like, of the boiling aisles. Do more like like you see, like knowing who Hootie exists, you know, and no know, knowing that that house with the teeth exists. Are there more houses that have like that are living, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. like a Hootie type situation, but for other people's houses. I'm very curious if that's a th- if that exists. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, um, moving on. King, I find it interesting that it's like so crazy to see King in this episode because he wants like nothing to do with Luce. Yeah. Um. And obviously, like, as they get to know each other more and stuff like that, he like loves her (laughs) yeah it's so funny to see him in this episode like not care about her at all not want to go with her or anything if this was an episode in the future he'd be like dead on okay i'm gonna go with loose let's go somewhere i want to go wherever you go like it's crazy um character development is wild (laughs) yeah it yeah also like I noticed that King is drastically smaller here than he is later. And obviously it makes sense because he's a kid and he's growing. But I never noticed uh-huh. his, like, amount of growth. Really? Yeah. I even saw like, a comparison of it on um, things. So, like, in this early season, um, there are shots. I, it could just be, like, inconsistent sizing because that happens in animation mm-hmm. sometimes. But I don't think it is just because kid, uh, King is a kid. Um, but yeah. he's been growing a little bit throughout the show. And so, like, early in the show, there's, like, scenes where he fits, like, in Luce's hoodie. But then in the more recent episodes, he doesn't. He, like, he's a lot bigger. Like, he's... Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll see if I can find, like, the... Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. I never noticed. So I was, like, watching this and I was like, why does King look so, like, miniature here? And then I was like, oh, he's growing like a real person. He's a growing boy. Wow, that's crazy. I never noticed that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice like anything different about him um in this. So that's wild. Yeah. I mean it could it at the same time it could just it could not be like, oh, he he grew, you know, and it could just be that like yeah. the animation studio made him larger, not on purpose, just an accident, and they just kinda kept it like that. But, but I you'd like want it, it to be it, that yeah. he's growing. <laughs> yeah, I view it like that. And it, it just with yeah. the way the show goes about, I feel like 
it, it, it just feels better to view it as him growing just because we know that like, he's supposed to be like a young character he's a kid you know yeah okay oh okay so <laughs> but after Ida like sends him off she tells him to be back by nightfall or risk mortal peril and I love that line so much she says it so <laughs> like calmly uh huh oh wait hold on always measure twice cut once Okay, I think I said it. I said it wrong. Yeah. Did you find out what it meant? <laughs> it it means like like actual measurements, like like when you're measuring something. Okay. <laughs> like when you're measuring something, you should measure once, or no, you should measure it twice before cutting, because you can only cut something once. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why E is telling Luce that, but right, you see how that's I'm trying to figure out why she said that to her. <laughs> I guess you just give her something to think about. I guess so. Okay. So she sends them off. Um and now King and Luce are walking through Burn Bonesboro. Mm-hmm. Uh third giving they're they're doing what Ida asked. Yes. <laughs> a lot of these houses have eyes. They do, yeah. Yeah, I was just Bro, like, one of the freaking like doorbells like swallowed Yus's yes! arm. I have it written I have that written down. I like why did that house start sucking on her arm like that? I, I wrote down Luce almost got eaten and King just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh he did not give a fuck. <laughs> he said, okay, anyways, bye. <laughs> yeah, this entire episode he's talking, you can see that you can just hear that he did not care. Yeah. Crazy. And then Luce continues to go on into her spiels about being like a chosen one or whatever. Uh-huh. And King is just it's, set up. It's so like obvious like how wanted she wants to feel. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But again, it's crazy to see where she is in, like, the future at the end of season two. Yeah. Um, and that uh, development. This episode really uh, kind of just, like, aggressively touches on Luce's, like, obsession with fantasy and yeah. Azura and being special and all that. Yeah. I also wrote down that I like saying the word cesspool now. <laughs> mm, that makes they, sense. They, I don't remember what King said. I just remember they both said the word cesspool, and I was like, "This is fun to say." <laughs> this is fun to say. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> oh, he says the oh, boiling man. aisles is nothing but a cesspool of despair. Yeah, yeah. I get it. That's a fun line. Yeah. I like it. It is hardcore. Anyways. Um. So they go on to do more deliveries and then they get to like this castle that's owned by some wizard dude um and he like invites them in to like sit down and talk or whatever and king says one of the best lines ever which is wizards are just old people with glitter in their pockets yeah that was so funny to me and then the wizard like tosses out the glitter from his pocket <laughs> I thought that was so funny. This show is so funny. 
There's just so many like clever little things. I think um, at that. I think like at that moment where she was talking to the guy, and I think she was kind of like she was just like complaining a little bit about Ida or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I understand like her frustration, but also you've been there a day. Like you barely gave. I know. Ida told you <laughs> that day, like when you were gonna stay there, and before you left, that you had to work for your like magic lessons and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, now you're upset because you didn't get, like, a... Like, I understand why she's upset, but also... Yeah. Come on, Luce. That bugged me yeah. a little bit. Yeah. that I didn't even think about that. It's literally been a day. Like, did you she really see- expect to, like, be, like, going on this huge adventure day one? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That, that, that... Yeah, that bugged me. That made me mad. I agree. I agree. Anyways, the wizard tells um, Luce to like go on a a quest or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, he he gives her like a map. (laughs) This was there's so many like funny moments in this episode where like like the the uh, wizard's like I'm gonna ask you. Or do you, like he was like gonna ask you I think he said like I'm gonna ask you a question or something like that, but like he didn't finish the word question and she like cut him off and and then he was like he was like, No, I was gonna ask you a question. Do you want to go on a quest? Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny to me. Yeah, that oh my god. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was really, really funny. That was a good joke. I like that one a lot. He was. Anyways, he gives her a map. Also, like during that time, King was also just like devouring the scones that he gave them, and he kept being like, "You should put more scones into my yes! mouth." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yes! not stop. He, I'm sorry, but that was straight, lines. straight Alex Hirsch humor. You can't tell Dude, me otherwise. Dude, I know. <laughs> I know. It was so good. I love that. I loved it so much. He said, like, yeah. he was so obsessed with those scones. Even later, <laughs> I think he says something again about the scones. Yeah. It was so good. That was really funny. King King is kind of a mess in this episode. <laughs> yeah. He was all over the place. My king. King. My king. <laughs> king, king. Anyways, so the wizard gives Luce, like, a map or whatever, um, because he told her that she was the chosen one. And then, um... They go back to the owl house, and um, King tells Ida like all about this like staff that Luce has to get because the wizard gave her the map to like this staff. What what did he say the staff was gonna do for her? Oh no no, she just wanted a staff, right? That was like her whole thing. I think. Um. Hold on. Oh, it would. Hold on, I can find it. He says... Yeah, I remember the staff. The prophecy speaks of a young human girl who will claim the celestial staff and free this world from an ancient evil. So... Yeah, so it was like for her to free the world from evil. (laughs) (laughs) Great description. Yeah. Anyways, so um, they tell Ida about it or whatever and then Ida and King laugh at her about it and say, like, it was, like, 
like that's not real or whatever and Ida's excuse for it for the staff not existing is that she hasn't stolen it yet yeah. and I love that that's her excuse not not that like not that like it's just like unreasonable or whatever like or like why it would exist no I haven't stolen it yet so obviously it doesn't exist <laughs> It was, I mean, she had great logic for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I, mean, I just loved how... She was right. Like, as soon still. as they got back, King, like, got onto Luce's little bed and started, like, kneading there again. Like, he was just... He was sick of it, dude. He was immediately yeah. trying to knock back out. It was so funny. He was. He's so cute. And that scene, though, like, when Ida and King are laughing... This episode is, like, good, but... It just made my it made me so mad how mean Ida and King were in this episode. Like I felt yeah. so bad for her because like like yeah, Luce definitely should have given it a little bit more time because she definitely like jumped the gun, you know. Ida told you you had to work for it. But mm-hmm. also had Ida and King not been so mean, they like Luce wouldn't have gone off and done everything that she did in this episode. Like Yeah, for sure. They were like unnecessarily mean and making fun of her rather than which I mean, I get, I get it. That's just how they were. But this episode made my skin itch with how mean they were to her. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because like we're used to like where we are now in the series. Yeah, and it really shows like, you the it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see like the dynamic that's going on right now, uh, because we know how all of their relationships develop. Um, yeah. But yeah, if they were just a little nicer to her, then she wouldn't have gone and done everything that she did in this episode. After Ida sees the, what is it called, the map, she also mm-hmm. says another amazing line of advice. She says, never trust a man in casual drapery. And I really appreciated <laughs> that too. Thank you. Where would where would that apply the best? I mean realistically wizards um but second i would probably <laughs> say like a pope because i'd consider Real- the pope's outfit to be casual realistically <laughs> wizards realistically <laughs> wizards and then the pope <laughs> wizards first and then the pope yeah and then the there's, pope. there's a ranking there's a okay because <laughs> the pope seems a little bit more trustworthy but also he's in casual wizards. drapery and you know right. Ida's, Ida's line suggests something else. Is it else, casual, you know? though? Mm, I, I mean, not that the, the, the hat isn't casual, but I, I would wear I would wear that, you know, like, outside. But, like, he's wearing it, like, in religious manners, so I don't think it is casual. But the Pope is, like, always the Pope. I can't <laughs> imagine the Pope in jeans. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it has to be casual drapery, because, like... We don't know what he's like at home. If the Pope is wearing ripped jeans, I might throw up. I don't think he should be Why wearing Why does he have that. to be I wearing th- ripped jeans? I could just, like, you know, picture the Pope, like, just, like, chilling at home in, like, some sweats, you know? That's wrong. I don't like that. <laughs> I feel like he's always just wearing the things. You know, no, when he goes home, he, he, switches, he switches into a nightgown and he puts on a sleeping cap. That's how I imagine the Pope at home. Okay. The Pope... In casual clothing. In casual clothing. I need Is this. the Pope ever allowed to wear casual clothes? I don't think so. Let's see. Okay, apparently they do. Um, 
wear normal clothes. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, it's like religious, like... I would still say that's casual drapery. Like, but why? Because he's wearing it casually. That's His job is casual. Is it? I'd say so. I've seen pictures of him okay. shooting, doing, um... Oh my god, is this a picture of the Pope and ski stuff? I, I see, I know what Tony you're talking about. I think that's an old Pope, because they said that it's, like, offensive to, to take pictures of them in casual clothing, and only... The only oh. times pictures like that would come out is, like, after their passing. Right. That's that's the thing, <clears throat> is, like, is, like, who were they before the Pope, you know? Like, they have to have, like, The Pope was always the Pope. Be- no. He's never been anything else. Like, the Pope is always the Pope. The Pope gives birth <laughs> to another Pope, and that Pope becomes the Pope. <laughs> a Pope family tree. Pope family tree. Oh, we... the Pope family tree. Popes. <laughs> I'm a Pope. You know how you say something a lot? It doesn't sound like a real, real word anymore. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I'm part of the Pope family tree. <laughs> you can't be a part of the Pope family tree. I know. Pope. Dude, what is this picture? I'm looking at a picture of the Pope, like, st- sticking a nail under, like, a mm. basketball. Is that offensive? Sticking a nail under a basketball? I don't know. I'm just making sure that, like, they're not going against the religion, you know? Dude. The what Pope are you, the Pope like Police? The Queen of England here. The Pope Police? Is that what you just. Dude! <laughs> Dude! I just found the best picture of the Pope in regular clothes. I... In jeans! In jeans! I feel like. That shouldn't exist. I don't like that. Ew, I think this might be that's edited. That's not the Pope. It can't <laughs> yeah, be the Pope. Pope Francis. Pope, put put back on your casual drapery right now. Oh. Your casual drapery. Come on, Pope Francis. Oh my goodness. Whoa. The Pope with the Pope hat. Pope Francis, the first begins Vatican <laughs> overhaul with announcement of Dress Down Fridays. That was in 2013. Whoa. Dude, check this out. This is what I want to see the Pope wearing. Okay, I think I know which picture you're about to send me. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I can... Uh, let me describe this. Okay, so the picture I sent Daisha is an actual picture of the Pope. He's got like a... He's got like a, like a dad flannel on with some like jeans or whatever. It's like pretty casual. We're going to post these pictures on our Instagram and on our Twitter. Um, out of context. So, <laughs> um, after you listen to this episode, it should be up already on our Twitter. Um, but Dash sent me. <laughs> I can't. It's like some old dude with like a hat, like a like a flannel hat or a plaid hat to the side with some hipster to early two thousands clothing. We're talking, you know, a Nike zip up jacket and like the. The Adidas pants, baggy Adidas pants, <laughs> white baggy Adidas pants. What shoes are those? I don't even. They're they're not even tie up ones. They're the ones they're like the little <laughs> Velcro. They're Velcro. Velcro. Shoes. Velcro. 
I'd want to see the Pope in that too, honestly. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Okay, we need to get back to the show. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back okay. to the show. Bo, bo, bo. Bro, bo, bo, bo. you should you should be the Disney Channel commentator. Welcome back to Let's Disney get Channel. back to the show. Okay, where were we? The Pope. Oh, yeah, so she says never trust a man in casual drapery. Right. Uh, I I don't know if this happens right after her. This, but I, I did write in one of my notes that Hootie took a bit of a beating in this episode. So I think Hootie's about to get hit. And I think we always need to mention every single <clears throat> every, every single Hootie incident. Right. Hootie gets beat up a lot. He does. He gets abused. Low key. Hey, no. Their love hits. Love hits? Love hits. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. so after like they laugh at her and are mean to her, Luce is like, I want to be alone. So they leave the room, and Luce sits down all sad, holding the map to her chest, and then all of a sudden she sees the sun has revealed a secret message in the map, and it says, Chosen One, the path will only appear to the worthy. So it was like, oh, she's like, I knew it was a chosen one. Um, I knew I was a chosen one. That's what she sounds like all the time. And that's the reason Ida hadn't stole it yet. <laughs> yes, because that's why. <laughs> and then she's like, but am I really worthy? And then the wind, the door, the window opens. The mm -hmm. map flies and it opens up a, sh a sheet. It opens up a sheet. Can you tell I'm watching the episode right now as I'm describing this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, op it opens the <laughs> Witchazura book. And it's a little, it's a little shot of... Azura with like a bunch of townspeople and they're all happy and one of those is the town is the lady the witch lady that is implied to be Ida. Um, um <laughs> so then Lucy's like, Yeah, it's me or whatever. Uh-huh. Um You Go want me to voice act the owl house? Do it. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, I gotta go back. Okay, um okay. so this is right after that scene of Luce. Saying she'll okay, she says, I'll never know unless I try. Um, and she has a super cute look on her face and she has her arms and fists, implying that she is going to leave for the quest because that's what shitty little children do. So then she <laughs> what? What? She's gonna what, go what? She's, she's gonna go to the quest. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. I don't know how far we are into this episode, but I'm tired and my speaking skills are not good today. I can feel it. Um <laughs> so that's that that's my apology. I am very sorry for what apology I did. Apology accepted. Thank that was you. the audience saying that. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, voice acting. <clears throat> Finally, all that mean spirited laughter made me sleepy. <laughs> Crowley, wake up! You said that wizard was one of my clients. Yes. Now go away. <laughs> I don't know when that was. The coffee. <laughs> Less talky, more nappy. That was King. Not Ida. Um, uh -huh. Okay, so then Luz, I mean, Ida goes to check on Luz, and boom. Luz left the, broom, the room. And then, left the oh, room. this is where Hootie gets hit. I mean, okay, you see, we say Hootie gets abused, but also he'd be deserving it, because Ida said, hey, she's like, oh, where did Luz go? And Hootie slithers out of the house, and he says, what does he say? Hold on. Let's see if I can do a Hootie impression. Okay, Ida's like, Hootie, where'd she go? He's like, who, who? <laughs> he 
you want the answer that you seek, <laughs> if you want the answer that you seek, solve my riddle within a week. And then she punches the house. Uh-huh. And that's why he takes a beating. But you see how he, like, deserved it a little bit? A little, yeah. He just wants to have fun, you know? He's just a goofy little guy. Hoo-hoo. Just a goofy little guy. A goofy little guy. Oh, yeah. And then he <laughs> tells her that she went to the forest towards Bonesboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it cuts to loose, right? Yes, with her super cool He-Man sword. He-Man sword? Mm-hmm. And then she, like, comes across some, like, random town. It's, like, really nice or whatever. And then, like, she she basically feels like she's on the right path. And then she meets, like, that one dude, right? <laughs> ne- Nevereth? His name is Nevereth. He's the teen prince of Angstmore. Teen prince of <laughs> Angstmore. Yes. Yep. Uh, so believable. So believable. <laughs> He's the teen prince of angst more. Yeah. And, yeah, so he... He has a sidekick. Yeah. He talks for a bit. He's like her super attractive love interest, but not really. I but mean, not he was really ugly, cause... I mean. Uh-huh. So let's just that picked me. I wasn't. You, okay. You're surprised, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're surprised, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. I knew King said something else about the the scones. When they go looking for Luz, they're like following the path that they were like walked to before. And uh-huh. King says, "This is where I met the scones. I mean, the wizard." <laughs> Do you see how fucking infatuated <laughs> with those scones he was? Yeah, he was. Does he ever like eat scones ever again in the rest of the show? I don't know. We're going to have to pay attention for that now. Scones became his personality trait just for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. He was really... He's just a chunky guy. Oh, yeah. So, Eden and King are looking for him, and then they find the castle that the wizard Adagast is in. Yeah. Um, But the castle is actually all torn up and worn down, and it's, like, super raggedy and dirty. Oh, yeah. And Eden finds, like, a million of those same exact... um, Maps, maps that he gave yeah, to Luce. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't okay. it cuts it cuts back to Luce and like now they <clears throat> they're like on the adventure or whatever. Um and does it something happens where like she wants like a cape or whatever and, and never is like here use my shirt, right? <laughs> that was so funny to me because he rips it open. And then it turned the the screen flashes white, and then he's shirtless. Like it doesn't. It, <laughs> I want to know why that was a sequence. <laughs> why did it flash white, and then he was just like sh- she was just wearing his shirt as a cape after that. I thought that was so weird. Yeah, I have no idea how that worked, but it was just like fully catering to. Luce's imagination. Yeah. I didn't realize. Just... Because before she gets the cape, like, she gets, you know, how she starts getting jewelry throughout the quest and stuff. Yeah. But she got the jewelry through that guy on the bridge who does the riddle. And he's like, oh, like, the riddle is what's my name. And then he's wearing a name tag that just says Chris. This is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene so much. So funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. It. 
my favorite thing is what happens later when they're like all together and she's like i hope this quest never ends and chris goes your quest is coming to an end it's like like, thanks for ruining it chris (laughs) yes so funny oh my gosh anyways yeah that was my next thing i think i found the thing about the cape i wanted to see exactly what happened to lead to that Oh. oh, he okay. So he asked if she needs a cape. He was like, "Do you need a cape?" She oh, was like, "No, nah, I think I'm good." And he's like, "You can use my shirt." And then he rips it off. Oh yeah, you're right. The flash. It's so re- <laughs> weird just because of that flash. <laughs> right? Like you're already showing him shirtless. Why did you have to flash just, it? Exactly. <laughs> Disney. Oh. Disney. What is done about it? They said, "No, no, no. Do not put the whole sequence Sensor of him taking everything. the shirt off." censor everything they cheer for him I mean for Luce they cheer Uh, for Luce and she blushes because she's all happy about being a chosen one and then it cuts back to Ida and King who are looking for Luce and Mm -hmm. King is sniffing and Ida's like are you sure this is the right way way." and King is like (laughs) (laughs) he says it smells like lemons and young naive confidence yeah. <laughs> oh my Can't god. Mistake young for naive smell confidence. like lemons and young naive confidence. I love that. I just I like that she smells like lemons. I think that's a cute detail. <laughs> Why does Luz smell like lemons of everything, you know? It makes you wonder what the other characters smell like though. Hmm. You're right. What would Ida smell like? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right <laughs> according to this episode um king would smell like scones so yeah i imagine he would smell like pastries all the time because he eats a lot amity i don't know why i feel like she would smell like blueberries i was thinking raspberries oh my god well we're thinking berries yeah so let's... yeah <laughs> yeah we're on some sort of path willow would smell like plants of course, um, she'd just smell like, you know, like flowery and sandy. Gus would smell... I don't even know. Like, hmm. a, ma- like a boy. <laughs> like a boy. <laughs> B.O. No, 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 no. Gus wouldn't smell like B.O. But uh-huh. Matt, that got that other boy, you remember who Matt oh is? Oh my god, I know who you're talking would about. Smell he like would, Bio. for sure. Gus for is sure. friends with Willow, so I'm going to imagine that he has... You know what? Gus Gus doesn't smell bad, but he smells like Axe body spray. He you know, like, he No, he just smells like what he thinks Axe body spray smells like. Yes, because he doesn't have real Axe body yeah. spray. But he only uses <laughs> it because he, because he knows that humans use, use, use that Yeah. Part. So he's yeah. like, I want to smell like a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh my god. What his version of Axe Body Spray would smell like, I don't know. But that's what he would be going for for sure. Hunter. <laughs> Hunter would smell like sweat. Like straight sweat. Straight sweat. Like yeah. if his shirt shirt was drenched in sweat and then it dried and it was drenched again like yeah. sweat. The man the is stressed 24-7. I love him. Love him. Maybe. Lilith would smell like books. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I just imagine like grandma perfume for her, you know, like what yeah. the perfume <laughs> your grandma, grandma wears. Perfume. Yeah. 
<laughs> like that. That's that's what Lilith would smell yeah. like to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Again, if you guys haven't like fully watched the show or been introduced to these characters, just just make note of what we're saying and when you're introduced to these characters you'll understand okay (laughs) yes 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 anyways moving on let's cut to the end right luce gets the staff ida is slowly like making her way trying to find luce um when luce gets the staff it turns out that all of the like Every like the entire quest was fake and like the people around her were like actually puppets controlled by like this like wizard demon thing that looks super fucking scary. The the when Ida um and King find the castle and the town that Luce was in, Luce sees it like super like magical and pretty. And then when Ida and King get there, it's like destroyed and abandoned and stuff like that and they get to this they get to the town that Luce was in and there's a puppet on the fountain and the puppet like disintegrates in Ida's arms that was a little too scary (laughs) it was it was was, like creepy creepy yeah this episode was had like really good horror in it again for a kid's show this was creepy yeah (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. it was it was a little creepy the way that like the cat's head like turned yeah. like to look at Ida and then just like freaking like decomposed in her hands it was creepy fun. It as was hell freaky dude it was so yeah. weird the um oh yeah so you said like all that stuff at the end with mm-hmm. them like finding okay so like we're at the point where they reveal that everybody was like fake and all that BS and stuff, but mm-hmm. they have like some really good jokes at that point. Because so like the attic ass guy is telling Luce about like everything or whatever. Also, we forgot to mention that the jewelry that Luce gets throughout the thing was all like secret like restraints. Oh so, like, yeah. Her ring turned it and like her bracelets turn into handcuffs and her cape turns into like a rope around her body, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Um. <clears throat> but um after he tells her like everything that's going down or whatever Luce is like so she says something 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 because Ida isn't stupid enough to fall for your trap and then at that same moment Ida comes in the back and she's like Adagast yeah <laughs> so funny. it was so funny oh god I had to it skip. was really funny oh and they also had pulled that joke it was like what's he say okay so he was mad that She's been stealing customers from his potion business for years. So mm-hmm. then Luce is like, does he, he's like, oh, sh- she should be destroyed. And then she's like, does everybody here have a beef with Ida? And then everybody like agrees. And that was really yeah! funny too. Yeah, but it, it does really make you wonder like how many enemies Ida has. Um, mm. I mean, she's got like wanted posters and everybody. So it's like she's she's wanted by like, the higher ups and stuff like that, but like just like, like c- that and like have like beefing with almost everybody in town. It's insane how she's still alive. But that also tells you how, like, no matter how silly Ida is, like how powerful she is too. That she's just chilling in her own house with all of these enemies. Yeah, 
I think part of it is that the Owl House is like a little bit hidden. Because the it Owl is, House yeah. isn't like in Bonesboro or anything, you know? She lives like in the forest. That's the other thing too, is like we we see it in future episodes, but again, no matter how silly even Hootie is, he protects the crap out of that house. Yeah. Like yeah. Hootie's pretty decently strong too. Oh, yeah, he's, like, super strong. I remember for, like, a while, mm-hmm. everybody actually hated Hootie. And, um, like, a lot of people hated Hootie. I was a big fan. I was always a big fan of Hootie. And uh-huh. um, then that episode came where he started beating ass. And Arita was uh-huh. like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, damn, right he did that. You know, yeah. Hootie, I think that's something the show just does a lot. I guess with seeing the characters so chill and stuff and... Like, silly. Like, you know, Ida's walking around in her rabbit slippers at the house. You know, you kind of forget that these characters are, like, really powerful. And we forget that even Ida's, like, one of the most powerful witches on the Boiling Isles. Even though they don't mention it a lot. But she's one of the most powerful because she has all the powers, you know? Yeah, but when they do, like, that, like, badass, like, powerful stuff. Like, when when those things happen, like, it makes it ten times better. Because you're so used to, like, they're, like, silly, like, goofy shenanigans and stuff like that yeah exactly they i don't know they just they really build i don't know they build up to those moments really well i guess i also like that um ida gets captured when like she goes there and she doesn't immediately like stop the or what's his name atticus atagast atagast like I like that I like that like she does actually get trapped and Luce is the one who has to like uh like get them out of it. Like yeah, it's Luce's fault that they're in there like in that mess. <laughs> but like um I like that like you know, we actually see like Luce like um do something that like she wanted to in in a way of like, you know, um like adventure stuff and like being a savior mm-hmm. um and not just her getting in trouble and then Ida getting her out of it <laughs> yeah from very early on like Ida yeah. was willing to kind of sacrifice herself for loose and uh, even though she was really mean this episode <clears throat> you already see how Ida starts caring mm-hmm. about loose yeah just so early on into just by the second day you know she was already like warming up to her mm-hmm I think Ida also understands that, like, Luce is her responsibility. Yeah. At at the end of the day, like, she's responsible for whatever happens to Luce. Yeah, her motherly instincts. Mm Mm-hmm. You're talking about King being, like, fed up this episode. And when they were captured, like, Ida's like, okay, you have me now, whatever. And King was like... He's like, I didn't have to be a part of this. Yeah! <laughs> he literally could have stayed home, Loki. He, he could have, dude. He was that <laughs> of the entire episode. Entire episode. I've anything. never seen King so fed up with, like, anything. <laughs> yeah, he, he always was... wants to tag along to stuff. Yeah. But this episode, no. He wanted no. to be home and sleep. Mm-hmm. A different side of King. Yeah, so... Anyways. They get captured, and then the guy's like, oh, well, like, I can give Luce a real fantasy. So he puts her in, like, I don't know, her head with all her little sidekick people that she met throughout her quest, her fake sidekick mm-hmm. people. And they're like, oh, you should stay here with us. 
um he's like they're like you could be our chosen one and i really liked that shot yeah of like like um like just like the her in the darkness with like the puppets like surrounding her and getting closer to her i really liked that shot it was cool looking it was also they continued with the creepiness having like the fucking puppets faces kind of popping up in the background as loose was like contemplating staying with him or not yeah which freaking freaky dude i wrote down like it was a creepy episode it was for sure but i really liked it uh i don't know so all that happens and you know loose is like considering it because they think she's special but Mm -hmm. she knows it's not real so she leaves and she beats up adagast yeah beats his ass yeah she stabs him Mm-hmm. And then he like turns into like a small like baby like squid octopus is what he looks thing. like. Yeah, yeah, he like shrinks down. Um I wrote down I wrote down in all caps Ida ate him. She ate him. Oh ate yeah. him. <laughs> I, that out of this entire episode was the most shocking thing. Is that she ate him. Yeah. <laughs> She what ate- was that? <laughs> I was so surprised too. I don't know because they show like throughout the show that they like the food on the boiling aisles is gross, but like then they they have like moments like that where they actually show them eating stuff, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like that's gross. You forget, you know? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I she- saw that and I was like, she <laughs> ate him. I can't believe this. <laughs> She eats him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're gonna get to like the end end up of the episode. End so Ida's like, oh, you want you're thinking about quitting. Ida's just like, it's and not Ida. Luce is like, it's not it's just not what I expected. So she takes mm-hmm. her high up in the sky on Albert, and they have like a beautiful, gorgeous view of the boiling isles. Um, specifically like the Titan that's laying in the water or the thing that's Which laying is in the water. Very beautiful. It was so um, pretty. It shot. was really Oh, this is where Ida drops one of my favorite quotes in the show. She says, okay. What does she say? Okay, she says, um, she's like, look, kid, everyone wants to believe they're chosen. But if we all waited around for a prophecy to make it special, we'd die waiting. And that's why you need to choose yourself. Oh, that is a really good line. (laughs) Obviously, the delivery makes it ten times better. And I just straight read it yeah. off the thing but it was that's like one of my favorite like quotes in the whole show mm-hmm. um yeah that's a good it line was really, it was really sweet it was just it was something loose needed to hear too you know with mm-hmm. everything she was doing throughout the entire episode and wanting to be a chosen one and all that yeah very sweet and then the episode ends with all of them sitting on the thing and looking out onto the beautiful view of the aisles beautiful view and that's it that's it a good second episode i think um the first i mean the first time i watched it i was like okay i'm gonna keep going i usually give a show like three or four episodes and then if i still don't like it i'm out but i mean the first episode immediately drags you in and then the second episode like keeps it strong i think yeah it's weird to see 
the dynamic of the characters right now, but only because we know what they're like. But the first time watching it, I don't think I was ever like, I, I, don't, I mean, I didn't know any different. So, yeah. Um, so nothing with them felt weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, it was weird seeing it like their dynamic again. Because, you mm-hmm. know, being so fur- much further along, we know how they act with each other, like, at the current standing point of the show. So it's like, whoa. To even think that yeah. any of them acted like this with each other in the beginning was wild to me. But, like, even then, like I said earlier, very on, they started showing how Ida cares about Luce. And, yeah, she's her responsibility, but Ida can be mean, but, you know, she also didn't want Luce to be miserable or anything like that. And,. She yeah. gives really good advice, advice when she's not being a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a good, she's a good mentor. Yeah, you know, she's just a little, she's just a little mean sometimes. Just <laughs> a little b word. It's okay. <laughs> a little b word. <laughs> a little b word. It is oh okay because she's attractive. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We talked about the episode, so now it's time for our. Best part and worst part. What was your best part of the episode? Um, basic, but definitely the ending again. That part of Ida and the quote that I said earlier. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes in the entire show. So that part really kind of just sticks with me a lot. Yeah, it was it was good. I think my best part is more of a comical one, which is what I said earlier of... um when she's like i hope this never ends and he's like your quest will come to an end <laughs> that was my best part for sure for sure my this best part. episode had really good jokes i mean this it the did. humor throughout the show is just really solid overall yeah but yeah that I, that's a good that's a good choice do you have a worst part <clears throat> i thought you were clearing your throat because you were about to go off on something no. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, she does. <laughs> I I guess it I guess it mm, I guess it has to be the scene of like I don't know, Ida and King being really mean to Luce. I just feel so bad for her at that moment. <laughs> like, I agree. I feel, I feel so sorry for her. So I'm like, oh poor baby. Like they're fucking laughing at her and stuff, like like mm-hmm. to her face and everything. So it's not like a bad scene, but it made me angry. So that's why I agree. That. I think I think that would be my worst part too. Just because we're not used to seeing the characters like that. Um, yeah. 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 I think that would be my worst part too. Okay. That brings us to the end of our episode. <laughs> of our always apparently long episode because we just have so much to talk about. At the beginning of these episodes, I always am like, Oh, we're not going to have a lot to say, blah, blah, blah. And then we just, we go off and we just keep going. <laughs> thing, I think, I don't know if, it, it, I'm, I fear this is going to become a pattern, but it looks like in the first episode, we strayed off and we talked about something else for a while. And uh-huh. in this episode, we started talking about the Pope for a while. <laughs> so I think we're just going to have a lot of more, like, <laughs> that's what keeps I... like, setting us back is that we keep going off about things that yeah. don't relate. Personally, I love that in podcasts. Yeah. Um, because it feels more personal. But if you don't, I'm sorry. But we're gonna we're gonna go off track. So we are very you know, easily distracted. 
we are we definitely are oh my god i just scratched my leg and picked a scab on accident so let's wrap this up so i can put a band-aid on it uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> okay all right that is all for this week's episode of 24 frames thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed and want to stick around for more episodes then make sure to follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts and if you really love us you'll leave a rating on how wonderful we are we also want to hear your thoughts on the episode so email us at official 24 frames at gmail.com or leave a message at anchor.fm slash 24 owl house. We also have a Twitter and Instagram. So just look us up at 24 brains podcast and DM us there. See you all in the next episode. I was a teenage abomination. Yay. The end.